Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. Yo! Tonight's episode of the the, the Anukai Tree. I am your producer, Mr. Sykes, and I'm here with your host, Jim Jack, on the attack. Wow. And tonight's topic is pick me ass niggers. Um, don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, or wherever you find your podcast. Um, don't be afraid to call in tonight if you have something to add. Um, to our conversation, and that call-in number is 914-205-4558. We're also on Instagram at, at Anukai Tree, and also here on Blog Talk Radio or blogtalkradio.com slash Anukai, and we're also on YouTube, so make sure you like and subscribe and um, follow us there. Um, and we have a special guest tonight, Devon Smith, and he actually brought this topic to us. And um, you can you can introduce yourself, Devon, and tell the people like who you are and what you do and where you're from. Oh, hey everybody! Thank you. Um, my name is Devon, and I am uh, you know I do fashion. I work in fashion actually, um, luxury retail. Um, but I also do advocacy, um, and then I also talk about to- topics like this. Um, all the time. So, and my Instagram for those that know. It's um, T-H-E-V-O-N-F-A-C-T-O-R, so the Vaughn Factor. Um, and, yeah, so, and it's funny, the topic, <laughs> that topic, they sent from that very toxic-ass conversation that we had, <laughs> that I sent to you. Oh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about that a little <laughs> bit tonight. Um but pick me. Let um do uh. Let's define that for the people who don't know. I guess. So well, you want me to define it? Oh, you can go right ahead. So um, for me, someone that's a pick me, I guess more so on the LGBTQ side because there there's like a diaspora when it comes down to it. You know, women have their version. Um, you know, cis uh, straight men have their version, and then, you know, we have ours. But, I mean, in a unanimous world, it basically is someone that is striving so hard to, you know, 
make sure to conform to certain narratives societal-wise and doing what they can in order for them to, you know, be uh, with someone, basically. So that's my version. I don't know about everybody else. <laughs> Agreed. It's, um, it's the extreme, and, and trust me, it's extreme. It's the extreme <laughs> lean on assimilation to any kind of social normativity um, in order mm-hmm. to get chose. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you said, it, it has its different faces based on gender, based on um, based on sexuality, uh, based on mm-hmm. social, you know, based on socioeconomic upbringing and all kinds of shit. Um I say one of the better um, or one of the more clear versions of pygmies to people would be like bitches that go to white school. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I was like, wait. Um, <laughs> oh. oh, no, I, 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 y'all should know by now that I just fucking throw it out there. Um, That's a whole show within and of itself. In and of itself, and but, like you know, right. we, we're gonna we're gonna definitely spread it around. But if I have to give somebody an immediate understanding of what a pick me is, I know they understand what that looks like. Where um, somebody is like going to some other woman who essentially allows herself to be. Um, Controlled by patriarch, patriarchy and perpetuates it herself. Like, oh, well, the woman is supposed to be docile. The woman has to be yeah. submissive, no matter how the man is. The woman needs to make sure that the man is pleased and comfortable at all times. How dare you not have food on the table when he gets home? How dare the house be a certain kind of way, bitch? You trying to go to work? Like, <laughs> like all of these things. That's you crazy. To go to college? You ain't your daughter to go to college. You're going to work, and the money is not a immediately given to your man. <laughs> to me, a, like, oh, a pick me is like kind of piggybacking off what Jack said. Like a pick me is someone that will say and do anything to get chosen. Right. And so to bring it. that I feel like that's the essence of it. For me at least. Like that's the right. essence of what like pick me's are. And like you said, they can be straight, right. gay, um right. anything like in between. There's pick me's in every sort of community group you can imagine. And pygmies, yeah. to me as well, like when we talk about pygmy as niggas in terms of just like what it is socially, um, pygmies also will do that to have friends. Like mm. I see yeah. some of my some of my trans sisters very starved for cis women's attention that will legitimately try to validate them <laughs> in order just to have, oh, Lord. just in order to be friends with cis women and it's like And for those who don't know, TERF stands for trans exclusionary radical feminists. So radical feminists that don't believe trans women are women. For those right. who don't know out there. So they'll be like, oh, my sister is not transphobic. Trust me, she's I've known her for X, Y, and Z years while letting her say some completely transphobic shit anywhere, in any space, whether it be online or in person or anything. It's nuts. Um, so pygmies are not regulated to romantic relationships. It's just the need to fit in somewhere. You know that one kid that, like, 
in, in, um, in school that was getting picked on, and then suddenly he comes in with the new Jordans just to try to, like, fit in, that nigga's a big thing. Like, where so, is the ponies? Um, <laughs> so so to throw that, um, I would hate to have to throw a certain individual under the bus. I mean, she's not my friend, and she's <laughs> known on YouTube, but it would have to be Blair White. White. If we're talking about yes, someone that's a white me because, yes. because she attacks trans women on a whole other level if they don't adhere to um, societal standards on what a woman should look like. And she's very big on that. To be. Yeah, like I'm just like, girl, like, really, like you're sitting with Ben Shapiro letting him devalue who you are as a woman because he doesn't believe that you actually are a woman and you're going to sit there and agree with him on all of the issues like Black Lives Matter is a joke and all the other shit, and then you're going to sit there and just let him devalue you as a trans woman? Girl, bye. I mean, to me, that that would be an example of a trans woman. <laughs> and, and the sad part about that, like, and that goes for kidneys in general, like the group that they aspire to be a part of, oftentimes doesn't fuck with them. Doesn't fuck At with all. them. Like, conservatives don't, like, fuck with transness or, like, the LGBT community in any way. And yet people. she constantly, like, Blair White as an example, constantly, like, takes for them, even though they constantly throw her under the bus. That's ha- yeah. like, that hasn't changed. But, like, Candace Owens, like, eviscerated her. Basically, like, and like now, like so bad. now, the the conservative community is like, you let a black woman tear you apart. Yeah, we're not really fucking with you because yeah, that shouldn't happen. But she's and still on her like, grind, throwing people under right. the bus, getting black wo- right. black trans women's pages shut down. Right. Right. And she feels like she but, can't be touched, and then she just ain't ran to the wrong, the right person. And then when she was talking about your friend, I was like, oh, no, ma'am. It's really too much. And then sometimes, like, okay, like, when it comes to the, the queer community, when it comes to the gay men, a lot of times, pick me looks like mask for mask. Pick mm-hmm. me looks like niggas that are Vogue queens down, nah. Bush Queen voguing fam down. But let a nigga, mm. let the trade come through. They're going to butch right on up. And the, the worst mm-hmm. part is that you can see all the work it takes. Like, if you like, if you ever, if you ever these people's friends and they was just kiki and voguing down, limp risking down at your house, and then y'all invite the trade over, then suddenly it's like, yo, what's up, my nigga? Da, 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 da. You see all the work <laughs> that goes in right. to them trying to assimilate to this masculinity that they don't even really belong to. And it's not code switching. It's literally them trying their best to assimilate into this group of people that do not accept them. Like, this nigga would still not walk with you in the street hand in hand. (laughs) So, like, what is that? But with that, like, okay, so with that said, how do you, you think Pick me culture or pick me ism, I guess, is harmful. It sets everything oh, who, back. Who, who, where do I? Oh, this is gonna this is gonna hit people. This is gonna hit people real hard. 
mad at y'all niggas in the civil rights movement and your niggas' grandparents and all, all kinds of shit, mad at the motherfuckers was picked me for whiteness. Let's mm. be real. Integration was a pick-me-ass movement. Let me sit on your, let me let me come and sit on your uh, on your bar stool. Let me come and sit in the front of your bus. Let me come and shop at your store. Let me come in, et cetera. It's harmful because, end of the day, it does not um, point towards liberation. It points towards assimilation as the right way to go. And then when those people have children or get into the ability to affect the generations after them, then it forces this idea that assimilation is better than um, than liberation or revolution. Because it's revolutionary mm. to be yourself whether you have friends or not. It's revolutionary to be yourself whether that means you're going to get married or not. It's revolutionary to be mm. yourself and have your own whether that means you're going to be invited into the store or the cookout or whatever the fuck. Or mm-hmm. not. Yes. And I think it also dives into like self-hatred uh, amongst um, communities specifically I mean if we talk about black people and you talk about how the standard of beauty um, noses like mine or lips like mine they're not favored on black features but they're favored on people like Kim Kardashian mm. or or when it comes down to body when it comes down to anything that is associated with black if it's on a black person then all of a sudden, it, it's not attractive. But if it's associated with any of those women like the Kardashians or um, any what, even the women, the white women that blackfish, all of a sudden it's like, it's beautiful. And I'm like, but it can be beautiful on me regardless. Like, look at how they'll treat um, Blue Ivy right. and how they were picking her apart and saying, like, oh, she's going to grow up to look like her daddy. And me personally, I mean, I honestly feel like Jay-Z is a beautiful man. That's just me because I've always looked at black features as beautiful. I was never taught that it was an ugly thing. So I always thought Cora's hair was beautiful. But when you're brought into society and then you're brainwashed to think that your hair is horrible when actually scientifically – if you want to talk about versatility and you want to talk about uh, not just with versatility, but also with uh, with hydration and the way that our hair can withstand a lot of things compared to other races, we have a great grade of hair. Cora's hair is mm-hmm. not, Cora's hair is beautiful. And mm-hmm. until we adopt that, I mean, it's always going to be looked at as less than, when it shouldn't be. But can there be assimilation without self-hate? That's true. So, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, to me, like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Not saying that, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that what you said doesn't need to be said because the details are extremely important in my book. Um, mm-hmm. But to me, like, some some shit is obvious. Like, if somebody says that assimilating is, is what's happening, you should realize that what you're saying to yourself and to your Right. to the friends around you is that whatever it is that you mm-hmm. are isn't good enough to be valid in society. So you got to mm-hmm. switch it up to whatever the the current default is or whatever the supreme um, situation is. And right now we all know that that's whiteness. So 
you know, we got women and men and everybody trying to do everything to keep their hair closer to a white man's hair, all the way from getting Caesars to terms, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, Madam C.J. Walker, bitch, congratulations. You're one of the first black millionaires, period. Use the pick-me, and you mm. turned an entire generation of women into pick-me's. And it's not to go without saying that there were needs that um, her her methods met in order for people to be able to make money and, you know, live life, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I, I've been I've been on this since the last episode. To me, it's give me liberty or give me death. You know, like y'all needed to really push the idea that black was beautiful from the top to the bottom and cut it out with all the processing and cut it out with all the trying your best to to look white. Now we know that there are African tribes um, that their hair is more straight. We know that we have mm-hmm. um, African people who are born blue-eyed and blonde. We know these things now, but we don't even get to really celebrate those things as black things currently because we got them through this lens of whiteness. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's going to take a lot of years of decolonizing to be able to even accept those things as facts. We are still literally arguing with people about the fact that that shit is true. Lauren Hill had to change a lyric. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are like literally yeah. finally coming through. Like, okay, we get it. You know what I'm saying? But at yeah. the end of the day, does everybody get it? Nah. People are still pick me up. Now, I mean, internalized racism and internalized, like, homophobia are a, yeah. a huge part of, like, pick and I think internalized that misogyny as well. Internalized misogyny as well. Right. And I feel like until like we unpack these things, it's going to be hard for people to sort of like move past the idea of like pushing to be like accepted or even tolerated. Um, also, I want to say if you guys are listening to the sh- listening to us live, um, if you want to join in the conversation, our call in number is nine one four. Two zero five five four five eight. So feel free to call in if you have something to say or a point of view or perspective that you want to share. Um, oh, Devon, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you about to say? No, I was just going to say basically uh, because it's so it's so ingrained in the culture. The only thing that you can do as an individual that knows the truth about the matter is to keep speaking truth to power. And you also have to surround yourself and continue to surround yourself with people that will know the truth because it's inevitable. There are people that are going to continue to spread the false narrative that um, you have to assimilate in order for you to be successful. And we've seen with certain celebrities that that is not the case. They may get a lot of pushback, but I feel like you have to keep going in order for you to, you know, push through with uh, all of the bullshit that we got going on. It's always going to be people, especially black people, because child, we've seen it with the administration that we currently got. And you've seen it with Candace Owens. You see it with um, Sheriff, um, what's the sheriff? Sheriff Duncan, the one that was on um, with Don Lemon. Uh, trying to sit here and tear down Black Lives Matter. Like, you see it with, like, so many of these uh, quote-unquote 
progressive uh, black people that uh, say that, oh, like, we're not uh, slaves to uh, white supremacy. Uh, we're actually fighting against it. But Trump isn't um, all bad. He's actually good for black people. And I'm like, really? We need to go down the history books because, I mean, honestly, when it comes down to it, the Century Park Five uh, situation, uh, and although people will say throughout that letter he wasn't saying anything that was racial or racist undertone, and if that was the case, he put our letter on those boys that end up being innocent. He didn't do any of that, and he didn't exert any of that energy when it came down to boys like Dylan Ruth. He didn't do that with the Columbine shooting. He didn't do that with any anything else that where it was a massacre of multitudes of people. Right. But you did for shit, five black boys. Shit, at this point, if you endorse any candidate, in my in my opinion, based on historical facts, um, you depict me. <laughs> You're still sitting here thinking that there's something in the system for you. So, like, you're still assimilating to some degree, you know, like it, it, like all of them are essentially not for our good. And people want to, again, talk about the lesser of two evils when it's really death by guillotine or death by a thousand cuts, you know? So it's like, that's I, not I, like I, neither of those things are less evil. Both of them are pretty a hundred percent evil. They both mean your death, you know? So and I actually put up a status about something like that. So my thing is, when it comes down to it, so do you not do you not vote or do you not do your due diligence when you do research on the candidates that would better suit the country that you're still living in? Because that would be my question for anybody that, you know, has the whole um, lesser of two evil situations because inevitably when it comes down to it, if you don't, you do, you fuck. And it's not like anyone's really helping the situation when no one comes to a clear consensus about what to really do. Well, we have a whole episode about that. Episode if you that. guys want to check that out, it's called um, Should Black People Continue to Rock the Vote or Find Another Way? Um, that was two episodes ago. Yeah. So if you guys uh, look us up on uh, YouTube or Spotify or wherever you find your podcast, it's there. You should take a listen to that. And we really... Um, get into depth with that. Um, we didn't really come to a clear, like, consensus with the panel that we had about that particular mm. topic because it is something that's really like, well, damn if you do and damn if you don't. But uh-huh. um, what we all did agree on is that, like, too much effort and too much faith is placed in the political system, which hasn't worked for us thus far. Far and we haven't mm. spent, especially as a enough time organizing to find like an or an alternative way. Right, because out. we can't be talking about oh what do we do when we like can't even really talk about the shits in a public forum about what exactly we should be doing. You know what I'm saying? Like any public forum is going to be watched by the system that means to keep us where the fuck we are. <laughs> so we have to, we, the, the first thing we have to do is organize to a point where we get to communicate on our own wavelength and in our own spaces that don't um, include 
whiteness in any regard so that we can find an alternative. And, you know, the alternative is going to be some hard work and might not be very pretty, but it is what it is. Um, I brought all of that up just to say that to to still have that faith in the system is pick me as hell. Um, and mm-hmm. to still be working with that system instead of spending your time, energy, um, and money on finding an alternative and organizing in order to find that alternative is pick me as hell. Um, so, you know, it, again, it goes beyond what we normally hear it about. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's an overall assimilative attitude towards anything, um, you know, and again, some of this shit is survival, so we're not at all demeaning anybody for the choices that they make. Like, there's mad pickly shit that a nigga does at work <laughs> just to keep their job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, code switching in and of itself has a pick me nature to it. Like, I should be able to speak however the fuck I want to speak, you know what I'm saying? And so long as it's professional and I'm not cussing and I'm not, like, you know, doing anything of that nature, but I should be able to speak my full A-A-V-E in any space as long as you understand what I'm saying. But no, I have to close switch and speak a good standard English. And Oh, I used you know, to do that, but I don't do that. Make sure. no I mean, I, I teach, so I don't, I, I teach and I teach urban kids, so I don't really have to do, the, do it either. <laughs> but, you know, so yeah. many of us have to because, you know, you want a call center or you know, you work at a particular kind of job that requires that shit, and it's something that you have to do to keep that job, and no one's telling you to not keep your job. Like, you got to eat, you got to pay rent, you know, but yeah. I feel like if everyone saw where their pick applies, mm. um, then there would be a, a deeper need for an alternative, you know, because like once you know, then it's like, damn, like I can't help but see that I just fucking lowered myself to be available to this situation, you know? Yeah, I mean, even with that, though, I do feel like if you don't necessarily have a, if you don't necessarily have like a foundation, like a core foundation, that's established within your community in order to build people up, then they're going to continue to be in that position. So I feel like within, just speaking because we're all people of color, well, we all are people of color on the phone. I want to assume that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, With that being said, like, I mean, there's really – I feel like what's missing within our community really is that core foundation of teaching about self-care and self-worth and really knowing and honing in on your self-worth and what's the worth and what that looks like, Um, especially with accountability, which, I mean, I could talk all day about accountability. But I feel like with those factors that are missing, you can see it. I mean, you can see it. Um, not just with our politics, but you can see it in everyday life. Like I was told not too long ago, uh, because I have hair that's not processed, it's natural state, you know, I uh, create uh, things like, you know, rice water and, uh, you know, use aloe vera plant and all that stuff for my hair um, because there's a lot of sulfate and all the other stuff in some of this stuff, but that's a whole nother 
you know, conversation about, you know, black hair products. Well, this black man came up to me and was like, oh, hmm, I think you will look real nice with a low cut. So when we going to chop that mess off? And the first thing I told him, I said, sir, why is oh, that? Lord. Why is what's on my head mess? Right. And he was like, it's not professional. I said, but who said it's not professional? Well, you're working at an all-white establishment. I said, so we're assimilating to whiteness when it comes down to my hair, so you deem it not professional. But you're the same man that believes in, you know, God and, you know, religion, yet he made you in his image. So why is it that my hair is a mess, but a white man's hair that woke up out of bed and he ain't do shit to it acceptable? I've seen a many a white women walk up out of, you know, roll up out of bed, not do shit to their damn head, and ain't nobody say nothing. But the moment mm-hmm. that I present myself and my naturalness, untwist my hair, and put whatever I need to put to keep it moisturized and walk about my motherfucking door, it's a problem. I don't accept it. Well, what was their response to that? I, I, I want to know. Um, I mean, he looked offended. I mean, I was at work, so honestly... <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said certain stuff, but I just had to let him know, you could try that with another black person that's not secure about his shit, uh, but I'm not the one. Like, I take pride in it. My father and my mother have always taught me that black in itself is beautiful from the uh, cuticles on my head all the way to the soles of my feet, regardless of whatever shade that you are, whether you're my shade or whether you're an Alec Wet shade. At the end of the damn day, it was created, so you're beautiful, period. I'm not going to sit here and listen to this bullshit about, oh, like, why don't you cut it all? Why don't you change your mindset? That's right. not my problem again, that you think African hair is fucked up. It's not. To speak, it's beautiful. To speak to something that you said about um, them, you know what I'm saying, him being God-fearing in the center third and made in his image, if he's if he's an American Christian, nine times out of ten, he's not even worshiping the true black version of that God. He, yeah, he's indoctrinated into a white yeah. version of that God. So his so so the image right. by which he wishes to assimilate to, or by which he wishes to to be recognized as, is a white image. Yeah. So like his, yeah. his whole, you know, what I'm saying his whole indoctrination is still based on whiteness, regardless. Um, yeah, which if he knew he was, you're not supposed to make an uh, image of the Lord, but, you know, a lot of people don't go into the whole. I just knew it because I was a preacher's child, so a lot of people sitting up here with these pictures of white Jesus, and, you know, we can go all in all day about the Old Testament, the New Testament, and all of the different books that were supposed to be a part of the Bible, but I'm pretty sure he didn't know that either. He's just saw a picture of white Jesus in his black grandmother's room and just thought that, oh, this is what he yeah. looks like. And, no. And anytime anyone told me to cut my hair, I would just be like, that, that was trying to come from a Christian perspective. I was like, so Samson is nobody? Nobody. I'm like, y'all, y'all don't read y'all books. Right, I'm like, y'all don't read y'all books. They still get Simon mixed up. Okay, I'm like, y'all don't read y'all and that's and that's Listen. a part of being a pick me too. That's a part of being a pick me too. It's like you have to kind of 
live in this level of ignorance and uh, uh, lack of understanding of history and things of that nature, like, okay, to, to speak from the foundation in which you're speaking of, there's no way to treat yeah. the people living in a, a society that is not built for them to work to have self-worth in themselves if they don't know who they are, if they don't know their history. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? While we're still fighting yeah. with, amongst ourselves about whether or not homosexuality came from Greece, Yuck. <laughs> while we're still fighting that don't about make no that, sense to me. Okay, thank oh, you. God. While we're still fighting about while we're still fighting about that, <laughs> and these hotels are picnicking to the division that white white supremacy likes to um, place on us. We won't agree on what history is to be able to have our children go out and talk to each other about history and unpack shit together on their own, because then. Mm-hmm. One child is being taught the truth about how literally anything good and beautiful came from Africa, especially if it has anything to do with love. So, yeah, homosexuality is some yeah. African shit. And, yeah. you know what I'm saying, while another child is learning that, you know, buck breaking is what made, Afri- made, made the African man gay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, while those two children man. now have to argue and it's creating the further, further division, so somebody is going to leave that situation feeling like shit. It, 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 we, yeah. We've got we've to gotta know we don't need to be a monolith, but we need to understand where our history lies. And as African-Americans, understand that we come from a particular part of Africa. And you motherfuckers that think that y'all are Egyptian, y'all are not Egyptian. Y'all don't have shit to do with Kemet, at least not based on the fact that you are here in America. Maybe past lives, maybe some other spiritual shit, sure. But your blood, my nigga? Use a West mm. African nigga, and eight times out of ten, you have a super Northwest African or way Southwest African. Let's be very real. So y'all, once yeah. y'all realize that and realize what those people's tenants were and how those people acted and what those people believed and what came from those people, you'll understand how much of the bullshit y'all are actually taught about that that's keeping us divided. You know, mm-hmm. it's a pick me that that kicks. It's a pick me that kicks their child out of the house because they're gay. You don't we'll want nobody to come child in your house because they're a murderer, right? Or if they if they rape other children, because I know I and it's so sad because I know a boy. What when I was growing up, I know a boy that literally like went to jail for uh, sexual assault of a minor. Still in the house with his mama, but if he was a homosexual, oh God forbid, she would have kicked his ass out the house. But I know for a fact he's still in the damn house, and I'm just like, but you have children that come to your house. He went to jail and he is a sexual offender. Yeah, you still let children come to the fucking house, and he's still in there. That's and but yet, like, but yet. I know for a fact because his mother is against homosexuality because she's like the CDC says that anal sex will is high risk to HIV and this stuff or whatever. Lord. I just I, I, don't I, I, I won't I won't yeah I shall, I I won't. shall not I won't shine. but let actually let's get into. I don't know how I'm going to let you talk about it and share it, but let's get to the conversation that you had on Facebook, which kind of led to this whole um, discussion. You don't got to name names, but if you want to kind of I'm not going to name names. So, 
make a long story short, um, this boy put up a post talking about everybody in a relationship except for me. Um, I got everything that everybody wants, basically. And so, you know, he is an attractive boy. You know, he, um, I guess he was, he's comes off as masculine. Um, he has like a certain build to himself. Um, you know, in his pictures, he dresses low-key trade-esque or whatever. And so I put in there, because I, I don't remember what I said verbatim. I just remember saying, because a lot of people in the comments were saying like, oh, you're beautiful. Like, you'll find somebody or all. Oh, like, you know, we, you know, if I was in your state, I would snatch you up. And so all I said was, I was like, it's funny because the person that could be right for you could be sending your face, but you're too busy playing. I, and I wasn't talking about me because I, I have no interest in the boy at all. And so then he put it back and said, no, it's just these no good niggas. I said, no. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that you have to look inside yourself. Because <laughs> honestly, when it comes down to it, it's not what piece of the table, it's what you can give. So he felt some type of way, and so I, the conversation went into the inbox. <laughs> Whoo! That conversation in the inbox was like not, I didn't think it was that deep. Um, I mean, honestly, if if he didn't feel the type of way, he definitely didn't need to bring it up, but apparently he did, and he wrote, like, a long paragraph talking about he was, that's not how it is, and basically, if you read in the messages, uh, try and discredit me and make it seem like you just want me this and that or whatever, I'm like, no, um, that's not what that was about, and I can see why you're single. <laughs> so, wasn't it one of his friends that 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 you got in there in, in this to the inbox? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so because um because I'm friends with this person too, and the the post reads um so apparently it's easy for everyone to get a man except for me. Um, this person yeah. definitely wasn't trying to say that they have no in or no responsibility or accountability in the idea that they're not in a relationship. Um. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing, um, reading that um, that inbox thread, mm-hmm. um, I guess is what you call it, those messages, and right. um, thinking like, okay, like, yeah, what you said was definitely poignant, you know what I'm saying? And um, now looking at the comment thread, the person that was the original poster seemed to, mm-hmm. if not agree with you, at least take right. what you said into account, Right. It's his friend who didn't even really get to see that part of the situation um, that he tried to read me as friend, or huh? he tried to re- or thought or thought he tried to read right. me as It was not even that deep. I was like, "Sweetie, right. we don't know you from a motherfucking can of paint." Like, and my whole thing is the way that I am on there is the way that I am in person. So it's not like. Like I would have said it to your motherfucking face. It's it, it wasn't that serious, and I went and we literally just had a conversation the day before, talking about, um, you know, 
I hate when people say that stuff isn't that deep, but there are some things that people just take out of context and make it bigger than what it is. And I just was like, damn. Like I feel like I feel like to be honest, both of y'all did that shit. Yeah. Knowing what, the person knowing no, Yeah, knowing the person that um that was the original poster, that's a butch queen. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not at all trying to um adorn masculinity whatsoever. I mean he dresses in, in, mm-hmm. in semi trade ish clothes, but they be tight. He mm-hmm. will wear a crop top. He's got like you know what I'm saying, like like thick hips and like has like somewhat of a feminine physique though he does try to work out to like mm-hmm. get his chest smaller and get his stomach That's smaller nice. and things of that nature. He's um he's a very mm-hmm. feminine individual. And um yeah. like the person in the inbox was saying, it's like his where he was coming from and again knowing him from other groups and having spoken to him on the phone and things of that nature. Um he was coming from the idea that like there is this block, you know what I'm saying? And it could be him, but it could also be the idea that, like, his femininity is not sought after or valued because that is something that he does struggle with. So I feel like neither of you in the in the inbox were, like, really listening to each other. I will say the dude in the inbox got very, very hot very quickly. He could have calmed down <laughs> and, and spoke to you a little fuck. bit. You know what I'm saying? He could have spoke to you with a little period. bit more patience. Yeah, but it really, honestly, on my end, because I don't know them from nothing, and my thing is, if I don't know you on social media, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but if I don't know you on social media, it's kind of like it's irrelevant, because not to that ten, a lot of people don't say a lot of shit to people's faces when they're off of social media. So I don't really take into account, you know, like when I leave social media, I have a real life. So I'm not about to be like, oh, I'm so hurt, or oh, I'm so upset like i just said what i said and if you got a problem with it you can definitely inbox me it's really not that deep actually the boy end up inboxing me because i end up blocking as you saw on the thing i end up blocking him and you know we had a conversation and i told him at the end of the conversation because it was a very mature conversation he felt like what i was saying um in the original message was vindictive and he got what i was saying and i was like I apologize that it uh, that it did come off like that. Um, you know, I, I said my apologies or may not accept it. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, he said that he, you know, moved past or whatever the case may be. But it really wasn't that deep for me because at the end of the day, it was social media. And I said what I said. You had an issue. Apparently, he inboxed me. And, you know, that's it. And it kind of was like, I don't know. It just and to me, I just felt like it just wasn't that deep for him to like write me a whole. I didn't even read the whole entire thing until after I said what I said about I see why your ass single, and I had blocked him because I was like, I already know it's gonna be some bullshit. Like you can see here writing, and I read the first part. I think it said, uh, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. That was annoying. But he, but he made he made some points in that thing, especially at what it pertains to you having uh, made a post about. Because I, I come from the ilk that if I'm gonna say it on social media, if I see it and I have an opinion about it from social yeah. media, I will say it to your face. So this is me like doing that. Yeah. Um, he he had a few points where um, he was saying how you had previously made a post about how people don't value femininity in men or something like that, yeah. and 
Yeah. You know, that's what the original poster is going through and most likely was coming from by making that post. Because, again, like, the original poster never, like, made it seem like he's a bad bitch or something like that or, he's, or like, everybody should be, you know, he should be so well sought after. Um, but he see, was the thing with me is, yeah. Well, I mean, not to cut you off, but the thing with me was when I made that post and me not actually – knowing that person off social media and you going off the photos, we see two different things. I don't see a Bush queen when I see him. Like, so my perception apparently at the time was different from, you know, us talking about it now. So that's why I made the comment that I made. Otherwise, if I felt otherwise no different, then it would be a different response. But at the current moment, you know, I said what I said because that's how I felt. And, right. you know, him defending, and, and I didn't read the whole entire thing because I've spoken to what you call it on the phone, and the way that he talks on the phone whenever he's angry about some shit is the way that he interprets what he writes. So I automatically was like, oh, uh-uh, this is not, like, I'm not, I'm not about to do this because if I read this, I'm going to get irritated. And I probably would have said something a little bit worse because I know how I am. And so that's what I said what I said, and I just left it alone. And I was like, it's really not that serious. Like, you sitting up here making it seem like this is your best friend, ride or die. Like, he about to give you a house, a car, and pay for your rent for, like, the next, you know, year or some shit. Well, if he knows uh, that the original poster is indeed, like, a butch queen and his fam, it could have just looked like overall, uh, overall uh, like, hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I know me personally. I take a, I, I, you know, it's a, it's a flaw. I try my best not to take a, a lot personally, but I do take a lot of things personally. And I know I, I take a, um, hypocrisy quite personally um, when I see mm-hmm. it from anybody that I might like, even deem, like deem to care about. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even in the slightest. So it's like, um, I'm not saying I understand his anger. I like do. I think he could have definitely come off in a different way, but I think y'all could have had a better conversation had, like, the accountability been 100% there. Had he literally, like, gotten to the point about him being feminine and y'all having that in common or at least having that point in common and saying it nicer, you might have understood where the original poster was coming from and not, like, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't have been, like, the big deal that it turned out to be for everybody else. You know, but it so, wasn't um, even. I mean, he agreed with me in the original post, but his problem was he didn't have an initial problem with me until when I blocked old boy, and then he sent him, you know, the post. Which, if he sent him the post, regardless of whatever, and you, you, you call him a pick, because you call him a pick me in the right. In the, I called him the, a pick me. The, Right. In the so inbox, like you, so you took him. Right, so you like actually like yeah. dubbed him something other than his name without like knowing him. Yeah. So like from there, I can yeah. absolutely understand why he would be upset. Well, I'm not saying that he did, he's not allowed to be upset. Like I'm not talking about the boy that posted the original mm-hmm. post. What I'm saying is, as far as the person that was writing me, I was kind of like, y'all don't have like it's like you're not even like real, legit, like, homeboy, homeboys, like, you've known each other for six years. Like, I, my best friend for five years, 
if somebody was to talk, mess about him, this, that, whatever, I'm dismissing their ass and we're not going to have a conversation. Like, you're irrelevant. Like, you're not going to sit here and talk about him in front of my face and think that we're about to hang out. That's how I am. I dare the shit. I'm not about to sit here and associate myself with you or anything like that. I'm not about to sit here and explain nothing because I'm not wasting my energy on it. Because you're, you're, you're not worth my time at that point. Like, no one is going to talk about my best friend like that in front of my face if it was really that much of an issue. Because he didn't know me from nothing. All he knew me from was social media. And we had a couple phone conversations. Actually, probably just two phone conversations. So it really wasn't that deep because you don't even know me no way. But so like, I took accountability you... for what? Huh? No, I'm sorry. Continue. So, but all for what it was, I said my apologies to uh, the young man that that I originally, um, you know, had the conversations with in the inbox. Um, mm-hmm. Not necessarily the one that I was talking to, but when he got the screenshot to um, whatever his name is, um, you know, I said my apologies about that because I see how that looked like that was vindictive or that was shady or that was, um, you know, right. uh, nasty in a certain way. I can see that. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, no, I didn't say that because I ain't on that fake shit. Yes, I said it. Yes, that's how I genuinely feel. And I wrote that to him. I said, that's how I genuinely current moment. And no, I didn't say it to you in the comments. And if you would have asked me about it, I would have told you. Like, I mean, it would, I mean, that's just how I genuinely feel. I mean, my feeling ain't changed about it. And I understand what he means by, you know, because I do write a lot of posts about, um, that um, I never directed it at myself, but I wrote a lot of posts about it, and I I can see where he's coming from, but the conversation me and him had was completely different when it came down to um, being feminine, and because um, I was I think I was talking to him actually more so about workplace and about how me because I'm perceived in a certain type of way. So people look at me a certain type of way because of the way that I dress and think that, you know, I'm them, which I don't have a problem with. You can think whatever the fuck you want because you don't know me. Um, or because I dress a certain type of way, um, they label me certain things. Um, so I completely understand where that comes from. And, you know, there's no shame in my game. I accept it wholeheartedly. Um, so that's the conversation that we had. Indeed. And I mean, like it was. I mean, like it was riveting to read. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, uh, listen, he was listen. It was just so extra because I was like, because honestly, him on the phone was just like the moment that he didn't agree with something, it was hostile. It wasn't like, oh no, I don't agree. This is why I don't agree, and he automatically raised his voice, and I was like, damn, like. You can disagree with me. It's not that deep. Like, I mean, you ain't got to, like, you know, raise your voice and get all mad. Like, it just was like, like, I understand passion, but it was aggression. Like, and it was like, why? Like, what's the point? And so, like, after that, after a couple of those conversations and after that inbox, I was like, uh uh, this ain't got to work. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna keep having these conversations. So this was more of like, real friends. Of like, 
a misunderstanding than actual like pick me Right. You said what? Oh, like why I called him a pick me? Well, no, no, no. I said like in this case, it was more of like a misunderstanding than someone being like an actual pick uh, than being actual pick me. Well, no, the perception for the why I said pick me is because from my perception when I read it and I saw the comment, that's why I said that because right, yeah, that, no, I that initial post, right, that initial post to me because to his point, I didn't know him off the camera, I mean off the social media or whatever, but when I read it and then I read the comments, I was like, this is some pick me ass shit. Like, you gonna make a post talking about, you know, why I'm not sing- why am I single descent or whatever, and then people see you as an attractive man, and there are people that will probably perceive him as like, you know, a masculine trade descent or whatever. And you see the people in the comments, and then you know, like I said, I thought it in my head, and I wrote it to what you call it, and then I didn't attack him in the comments because if you look at the what you call it, I didn't attack him. I just Basically, basically spoke truth to power. That's how I feel, and that's it. Like, I didn't think it was, like, you know, a, a big thing. Yeah, I don't think you said anything crazy. I think the thing that made your your friend feel crazy is the fact that you called him a pick me in it. Like, and, you know, it, again, I feel like it was a situation of miscommunication because, like, yeah. yeah. If if you know him, if if you know the original poster, like, even just a little bit, like, if you really focus in and zero in on like if he if he shows up a lot on your timeline, you can kind of tell just by like certain things he speaks, certain pictures he chooses to, for his expressions, yeah. certain things that he's a femme queen, like he like he's like he's a bush queen. You know what I'm saying? So like when he saw that, I think it was the overall hypocrisy and it seeming like you were coming for him on something that like you mostly would agree with him on. You know what I'm saying? But it was But it's funny jarring. because he didn't feel that way until after he got the screenshot. No, I'm saying I'm saying the the person that you were originally yeah in the screenshot with. Oh, talking. Because again, okay, I was yeah. about to say because I was like, we cleared everything. I'm saying no, I'm saying no, I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying that your comment was was <laughs> fine the way it is, but it wasn't until you called yeah. him a pick me that it turned yeah. into something else because his original. His comment wasn't pick me at all in my in my view because again like seeing knowing who he is to to some degree at least like where he lines on the spectrum of femininity um, and masculinity he there, there's a lot of people in his shoes with his problem <laughs> you know what I'm saying um, yeah you know there's like there's just like a lot of GNC folk um, gender nonconforming folk who can't like actually date anyone and my issue for the most part is that a lot of these motherfuckers don't date each other so it's like bitch you a butch queen you need to you might need to find you a butch queen and do and do that work but there's some other work in the idea that he feels like he should be with somebody maybe more masculine than him and he's got to work with because heteronormative bullshit right <laughs> of course you know what I'm saying but um that doesn't necessarily translate to him um, having to work on something himself for a relationship, like like in a relationship, nor does it like translate to him being a fixie. So like, if you would have sent that to me, I might not have responded with such vitriol and such like heat, but I would have definitely had an opposing opinion. I would have been like, okay, wait, nah, like there's something off about you calling him a fixie. Like that's yeah. I mean, which you know is fine. I don't, I don't. Like I said, I mean, the opinion is not gonna 
pay my bills to kill me, child. So, like, I mean, it, it's fine. That was just my perception. And so, uh, like I said, I didn't necessarily feel like it was that deep to be like, oh, my gosh, like, he's such a bitch. Like, it just was, I said what I said. I apologize about it. I ain't taking it back. I apologize about it because that's just mo- what my perception was at that current time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's just how it was. And whether old boy that I sent the screenshots to took it a certain type of way or not, I mean, it just speaks to your character. If you just pop off and drop a hat, I would hate to it to have been a real actual serious conversation with a blue a motherfucking gasket. Like it was not it wasn't mm-hmm. that like, I laughed when I saw it. I said, Damn. Was it really? I mean, I'm of a similar like, ilk. We got four minutes left and I just want to close with this. I'm of a similar ilk that um I don't like there I can't say what somebody can or shouldn't like take seriously. Like we don't know yeah. what people have gone through. We don't know people's history. We don't know like what they're currently going through. Like when people mm-hmm. try to say this is a little bit of a throw on the side. Like when people try to say, Oh, the lady slipped up and said niggas when she was announcing Kobe's death, the white lady. Oh, she slipped up. Uh-huh. You guys are taking it way too seriously. All this fake outrage It's like, okay, maybe some of these people have fake outrage, but you can't make a broad statement about people's outrage when you have no idea what they went through today. Racism reels its ugly hands yeah. every day. So you have no idea yeah. what this person literally went through that that re-triggered them about something that happened Tuesday, and if it was something that happened last year, fuck you. You don't know how serious that thing was to them, so we can't like, we can't qualify whether something is that serious for somebody else, and then like tell them how to respond to a trigger. You know what I'm saying? I but would I say you definitely like, have the autonomy to not be spoken to a certain yeah. kind of way. There's no reason right. you should like allow yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. To be spoken to a I certain feel like kind of way. Need to be stronger but, communication. Like, when it comes Absolutely. down to that, because to be honest, when it comes down to it, I don't agree with that situation, because I may not have felt a way, but I empathize with other people when they did feel a way, so I didn't discredit how they felt. With this situation in particular, it wasn't necessary. I mean, it was some of the words, but it was more so, you know how it's not what you say, it's how you say it. If he would right. just if mm-hmm. he would disagree with me and be like, you know what, I don't think you was right for calling him that because I don't know if you know or not, this is my friend, and you know I'm just gonna tell you this, and this is how I would have said it. I can just go off of my experiences because I've had right. to do this before. If so not if everybody my, is built that way. Not I mean, everybody is built that way that. when they, you know what I'm saying? And, I, that, and that's all I'm saying. And I it doesn't that. mean that you should then tolerate it. But we only got a minute and change left, so we yeah. got to do our closing remarks. I'm just saying oh, yeah. everybody needs to have a level of empathy for each other. And when you're triggered, you should figure yeah. out how to say something to somebody so that y'all can respect each other. And right. when you see somebody is triggered, have a level of empathy, pull back, and don't join them in that vibration. Because if you are indeed bigger and higher than that vibration, stay up there. But it doesn't mean that you should dismiss a person's um, feeling. Thank on that you, note. Thank you for sitting with us tonight under the new Kai Tree. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, I mean, on Instagram, on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever it's you find your podcast and here on Block Talk Radio, 
slash Lukai. Um, I want to thank our guest, Devon Smith, for joining us tonight. This was a great discussion. Thank you, Devon. And just, uh, just remember, like, picnicism comes from a place of wanting to be accepted and wanting to be loved and be desired, but don't let your need to be desired override your integrity. And we're big on integrity here in the Anukai tree. Um, join us next week for another great topic, and we'll see you guys next week. And thank you so much. Nobody else's love is better than yours. Yo!